0: You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station.
1: Welcome, everyone, to uh, episode three of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast. Each week, we pick up a topic uh, and we try, I say try because obviously you would have to determine whether or not it's had <laughs> any use. Uh, we try to give you some uh, expert tips that might help your marketing budget for your business stretch. That little bit further, or perhaps improve it slightly. Uh, With me, as always, I have my two wonderful co-hosts. I'm looking at Chris, but I was toying with him. Elaine. Hello, how are you doing?
0: I'm really good actually, really good, yeah, good to be
2: here.
1: And uh, we've also got Chris Roxburgh.
2: We have indeed, hello to you both, good to be here.
1: Right, so um, we've got loads to uh, touch on this week, we've got some news, we've got a question, we've got our first question. First question. I know, Uh, let's just hope we can answer it, eh? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, We've got our first question and then this week we're going to be looking at DIY marketing. Is mm. it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should you do it? Can you do it? If you are going to do it, how should you do it? Yeah. All will be explained. And if you're not going to do it, how much is it going to cost? Amen. Yeah. Who should you use? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Lots of, our of questions. We, we are, aren't Yeah, yeah. we have yeah, yeah, yeah. been the love. So <laughs> just quickly some housekeeping, of course. Um you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's at go underscore fish marketing. Um, stick all your comments, stick all your questions on there. If you do, use the hashtag GoFishPodcast just so we can find it a bit easier. If you have a question, just like our questionnaire, is that a word? Yep. It'll do. It'll do. It'll do, and if it's not, we'll edit it out, eh? So <laughs> if you do have a question, like our questionnaire, uh, then send us an email to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. Um, You can also find a whole host of other shows on the pod station, which are obviously nowhere near as good as this one. But we'll let you be the judge of that also. First call of order, news. Has anything exciting happened this week? I'm just looking and actually realising I've done that, and actually I'm I'm the first one to read the news, aren't I? Oh well. You go for it, Mark. Yeah, at at least I'm becoming more professional as the weeks go on, eh? (laughs) Um, Well, my bit of news um, isn't really of any... Obvious interest to human beings around the world but has a bit of relevancy to my particular porn, Sean, within the marketing industry. Um Churchill and the Churchill dog the No 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 yeah very good. Did you like that? Yes, yeah yes. Churchill I am available for voiceovers. <laughs> um yes, the Churchill dog has had a makeover. No. He has. <gasps> he has been CGI'd. Oh, yeah. Is he all right now? I was going to say,
0: was it painful?
1: <laughs> they, they claimed through the insurance.
0: <laughs> oh, boom, boom.
1: <laughs> So Churchill have decided that that lovable little puppet thing that they used to be in the adverts needed modernising, so they've introduced a new uh, advert where Churchill Dog is now a CGI Churchill Dog. Uh, oh. They've stuck in a, a nice little cool tune, and they've tried to use young people words like chill which I don't think is technically a cool word for young people anymore. Isn't that's it? A, that's, oh, a word, that's a word old people think is a cool oh, word for young right. people. But Awkward. never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they've, they've, they've given it a revamp. Um, you can actually find the advert. I think it's you'll probably see it on the TV in no time, but it is on YouTube actually at the minute, so if you want to have a gander at it. Mm. Um, but the relevance of the news, I will get to it, I promise, is that... Uh, I guess it shows that even big companies occasionally need to do a bit of a, a branding refresh mm. which is of course the particular thing that I like doing with people so it doesn't have to be you have to have new branding it doesn't mean that you have to massively sway away from where you are at at the minute um, but you can give a new lick of paint to your already existing branding
2: and it's good marketing as well isn't it Mark because um, a new lick of paint to uh, a, a rebrand and, and it becomes news, as you've, as you've found. So there's lots of uh, lots of PR from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're talking about it is in itself. Exactly. exactly. It? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my bit of news. Not massively interesting. We will touch on branding in, in, uh, in later shows.
0: Well, I have a little bit of news, which I just caught sight of um, before no our, our little meeting here. Um, and that is uh, Thomas Cook has been bought by uh, Hayes Travel, so that's mega, isn't it? So they're buying five hundred and fifty five of their shops or which I think is all their shops, isn't it? That's pretty um pretty mega news really, isn't it? That's it a lot is, of yeah. money underneath yeah. the bed, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So and I think that, you know I think the one of the independents, aren't they? So that is Pretty uh pretty massive really, so yeah.
2: It's
1: a lot of jobs saved by all accounts yeah. as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: about two and a half thousand I think. So yeah, which is so significant. That's good news, isn't mm. it? Mm. From a
1: marketing perspective, what sort of <clears throat> challenges do you think they're gonna to have to face to to clear up? Because obviously they're taking on Thomas Cook's stores. Are they gonna have a transition while they rebrand it? Are they gonna keep it as is for the minute? If yeah. they keep it as is, are people gonna be petrified about going in there in case the holiday disappears into thin
0: air I know it's an interesting one isn't it um, and oh God, I, would, I would imagine they're really working hard as a company to get best advice on that because yeah it is interesting isn't it because obviously if you're a tried and tested person of Hayes Travel and then you bring bringing two big brands together you know what's what's the best route for that for it to be successful really yeah very it's a, interesting
2: certainly apprehension for the for the paying customer yeah. It, initially Yeah, uh, it's going to take a little while before they uh, they get the confidence of, of that customer again. Mm. Um, and where have those customers gone in the short time that it's been since Thomas Cook went down? Yeah. They they will have found alternative uh, alternative sources, many of which m- might have gone to Hayes, who knows? True, that, yeah. That could
1: have driven the, the decision.
0: Yeah, it is, it's interesting, isn't it? Because as you know, I always talk about the buyer, so it'd be interesting what the buyer does think, really. Mm. Mm. Well,
1: it's that transitional stage, isn't it? That's the danger zone for them. Santander is probably a good example. They bought quite a few banks over the recent times, yeah. certainly since the uh, the financial bubble burst. Um, and One of their major issues is they've, if they bought, and I don't know this as a fact, but say five banks over the course of a short period of time, they've got five different systems they have to work off. Mm. And that, those are five different headaches in themselves. That affects... Your customer service which affects your sales which affects your reputation which affects your marketing branding reputation and so you have to try and repair those things and you don't know what hairs are going to find at the bottom of that that spidery cupboard
0: well, This it is very interesting though lots of people have done it haven't they and been successful doing it so i'm sure they'll uh, get the right answers from the right people hopefully
1: Good news spot, good research, eh? Yeah. Have indeed. you got one, Chris? Not this week, no. And do you want to tell the people why you weren't able to get one?
2: Why? Um, no,
1: not really, but
2: uh, but I but I will. Uh,
1: he, he he left his mobile phone at uh, home.
2: Yes, yes, I've misplaced my uh, mis- misplaced my research tool. So, uh,
1: but we'll we'll be full of news next week. He, he feels he's got a limb missing. Which, to be perfectly honest, I have more recently left my phone at home and actually turned round and gone back the full distance to get it
2: if i hadn't been almost here i would have done mm. but uh,
1: there we go fantastic right well on to our we should have a drum roll for this one our yeah. first question wow i know i know brace <laughs> yourselves so steve who says he's from nottingham we won't question it we'll take your word for it steve um Steve has a question about the topic we touched on last week, which was the difference between sales and marketing. Now, uh, Elaine and Chris have just about recovered from the bruises from that (laughs) scrap. We've made up. We've made (laughs) up. Indeed. Indeed. But Steve says, now I forgot the email, so forgive me if I'm paraphrasing slightly, but the rough gist is that in the last six months, his sales have taken a bit of a nosedive. Mm. And his question was, do we have any suggestions on whether he should try and tackle the marketing or the sales process? First, is there any way of trying to determine which one might be the cause of the problem, which one might give the quickest fix? The extra caveat, just to make it a little bit more challenging, is that flow has obviously taken a bit of a kick in because mm. of the drop-in sales, so he's not exactly flush with cash at the minute. I'll go to you, Chris, first. Okay. Have you, you got any suggestions?
2: Do we know what Steve does? Because that could have a bearing on uh, on, on the answer, really.
1: We don't. He came from an unbranded uh, domain okay. email address, so that would probably be the first thing i would do, to well, make uh, sure your business is properly branded. Absolutely.
2: Mm. Um, but a lot of a lot of companies at the moment are blaming Brexit. Whether that, whether that's fair or not, they're blaming it. Um, six months sounds about the right sort of time if, uh, for it to be Brexit affected. If he's, let's say for sake of argument, if he's doing import-export or something like that, then uh, I, I, I can perhaps see it. But um, perhaps your fir- the first question uh, we, we might ask him once we know what he's what he actually does is, does he actually have a marketing plan? Um, a business plan and a, a marketing plan sitting in sitting within the business plan does he have goals does he have a strategy and you know that that would be <clears throat> that would be at the very minimum that I would expect uh, even a, even a very small company
1: to have mm-hmm. what would you recommend Elaine
0: yeah I, th- I think just to pick up on what Chris said that said there is you know it sometimes we're not we don't always move with the landscape really, particularly if we've got quite a small business. Well, it doesn't matter either way, actually with big or small, but we're, if, if something has significantly changed in his business, um, you need to find out what that is, you know, whether it's, is it the, the customer base? Is it his customer service? Is it um, that he's just not converting the leads as he did? You know, There's gonna be a reason behind things not going as well. And once you find the reason, it's generally quite easy to fix, but just finding the reason in the first place. And I say to people, you've got to be completely honest. You know, don't, don't have the, the conversation with yourself and hope you're going to come up with the right answers. You've got to ask and look and research and find out what those issues are and what challenges you've got to overcome, really. so
1: I guess if cash flow is an issue, um, the topic we're actually going to touch on today, DIY, marketing, and I suppose sales, if we're going to add that caveat to it is probably where he's going to find himself at the minute in in perhaps sitting with his staff and seeing yeah. what the processes are seeing whether he's losing people because of the quality of that process yeah um or revisiting his marketing and seeing what he might be able to do himself
2: yeah does does he monitor his uh, where his results are coming from it amazes me these days that a lot of companies just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and to know where your sales are coming from, I think, is a, a basic requirement because you can tweak your marketing accordingly. If, if a certain channel has dropped off, either drop it completely or review it and improve it um, and capitalize on the, on the channels that are working for you. Um, I think there's there's lots of questions we'd like to ask Steve, but I'd I'd like to know what he does first (laughs) Well,
1: what what we will do is we'll drop Steve an email and Perhaps ask him a few extra questions and see what we can do to help him. Yeah, um, and we'll keep you posted on Steve's progress. eh?
0: he didn't wear for Thomas Cook, did he?
1: I hope so. <laughs> I'm not sure we could. I'm not sure we could repair that.
0: No, I don't think so. I think I don't think so. I, I think I yeah, just to add to that, you know, we don't when uh, as Chris was saying, looking at you know, analysing you what you're doing and what's working. You think very often which I'm sure you've had the same experience people do the same they do something for so long and it works and then all of a sudden it stops working and and they they haven't reviewed it anyway they just keep doing something because oh I've always done it that way and it's it's when you you really dig into what's working you find it isn't it? so yeah I, I'd be interested to know more about Steve actually
1: well on the basis that we've said to Steve that DIY might be one of his mm. solutions maybe we should touch on our main topic for this week which is DIY marketing yeah. now we are not trying to say people shouldn't do it what I think we're hopefully going to cover is successes failures where it's wor- very much worthwhile doing when you might want to shy away from it, warning signs, those kind of things. So um, I I guess the first question I would ask is, why do you think people do have a go at doing marketing themselves? Because if you needed a plug fixing in your house, you wouldn't do it yourself. Or if you needed a, a legal contract writing, you probably wouldn't try and write it yourself. So why do these people? Try and do these things mm. themselves, Elaine. Good
0: question, isn't it? I think, well, um, probably one of the biggest things is is uh, money, isn't it? I would say people uh, the, there's two trains of thought. Really, sometimes we think something's going to be more expensive than it is, um, so we think, "Oh, yeah, I'll have a go at that myself." Um, or on the other side side of it, and just saying, "Well, I'll have a go anyway because I, um, you know, I'm, I'm I need to learn. I can do it myself, and I'm going to keep doing it, and it's going to save me a ton of money." And I, you know, I've got some big views around that. Really, Have could be false economy. I think we touched on that last week. I'm, I've done a lot of DIY, not in the house. I hasten to add, or I'm, you know, but I'm not bad with a paintbrush. Let's let's just put that out there. Uh, but um, Chris is but-
1: just currently looking at Elaine's walls just to determine whether that's correct. Chris, uh, no, Chris, what's your feedback?
0: So <laughs> it's, uh, it's
2: pretty good, pretty good. Nice brush strokes. <laughs> you've passed
0: oh, oh good Phew. well but on the negative my marketing i wouldn't say i was you know brilliant at marketing i'm okay with words but equally when it comes to you know all the analytics and all of that stuff of social media i know you know i i've got room for improvement so um yeah i'm but i would say in answer to your question it's definitely money at the start isn't it you you wear a lot hat you've got a lot of things to pay for and do um, and you think, well, if I can save a bit of money there, I'll do it myself.
2: Chris? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I can remember, in fact, it's probably the biggest mistake I ever made. But when um, when I was starting out as a consultant, I thought, well, I'll make one of these websites. It can't be difficult. So <laughs> <coughs> I got my WordPress account and Julie spent the next five days trying to, uh, trying to put square boxes uh, adjacent to one another to make them look nice failed miserably so that was 5 days uh, 5 days lost sales or lost lost effort anyway ended up putting it with a specialist it wasn't as much as i thought it was going to be and i just wished i'd saved the 5 days so that was my my initial D- diy experience um i've not fallen into that trap quite as badly since
1: it is a trap though isn't it mm. thinking or believing you may have the skill set required to do something and then having a go in at doing it, and perhaps sometimes not having the additional skill of being able to look at it properly and yeah. determine it could be better or it should be done in a different yeah. way. Yeah. No,
0: and there's there's no doubt doubt about it. But you know, and this all connects with your brand brand as well, doesn't it? If you if it doesn't look great, you know that if that's the first impression people have got, it's not necessarily a great one, is it? Uh, so I think when you're doing DIY, you've got to be very selective it's, it's a different thing altogether if you think oh, i'm going to persevere in learning you know whatever excel something that's a, that you think i can get tutorials on that and i can learn it and actually once you've learned it, you you're at a level but to actually be you know really creative and do stuff that's quite well it is creative stuff and 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 also you know there's a whole science behind it i'm not really sure you can learn that really um personally <laughs> i think there's uh, the expert can certainly help put it that way.
1: Sometimes a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous yes. thing. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yep, yep. that goes for all of us. By the way, I mean <laughs> I know how to uh, I know how to use a drill. I'm not necessarily sure I would point myself in the direction of somewhere where I should be drilling it anywhere near. <laughs> Through a cable,
2: ah, yes. Mm. Um, another mistake. I, I'm quite happy to own up to these. Another DIY mistake I made early on was in turning to a well-known online business card creator, um, <laughs> and I uh, I created this business card, which I was relatively happy with. It was okay. It was very cheap. Um, I had uh, a few hundred sent to me. They arrived. They were just a bit thicker than paper. I handed one out to the first person I handed it to, and he said, "He said, uh, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, an online card, hey? Because they're a, they're a different size to the standard business card, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So business cards, website, invest a little bit of, uh, invest in, in those, get the experts to do it, get a decent quality business paper on your on your business card because once you uh well they say don't they you 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 don't get a second chance to make a first impression and that business card that website can be your first impression if you mm. diy it unless you know what you're doing it can look like it and it did yeah
0: well it can i think yeah i think there's, there's been some successes as oh, well, yes. but we'll, we'll like, come
1: to the yeah. successes. Let's 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 dwell in our own <laughs> self pity for a bit longer. Yet
2: the failings are
1: much more yeah, fun. They are more fun, yeah, aren't they, Chris? And yeah. um, you can go next to line before I get to unveil any of my <laughs> my particular full powers but uh, is there any marketing failures you've 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 had when you've tried to DIY it um
0: oh well gosh where do we start I think even just the like the fundamentals of you know Facebook advertising people say yeah it's really easy follow that and I think yeah I never get much from it so I'm clearly not doing it right so and I think that's probably one of the things most people tackle themselves and and then you and you don't actually have a measure of what's good or what's bad do you really let's face it so and of course generally you're asking someone who doesn't know what's good or bad either who's giving you their their words of wisdom that not really that great so so it's a bit of a vicious circle really uh one of the things i did do um i think yeah i think it was with Mailchimp. i stuck the wrong link in or something which is very interesting good job somebody actually you know got back to me and said it's not taking you to where you think. It's taking you somewhere else. So um, it was another part of my website. So I was actually giving duff information. really. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've made a few, certainly. What about you, Mark, anyway? Oh,
1: oh I've had plenty. <laughs> I've had plenty. The, the, the design side of things, um, we've had... I have I was looking back the other day. I am the chairman of a football club, Cheshire Lions Football Club, if you ah. want to know, yes. Yeah, yeah heard, um, heard about that. Um, well, you will look at and now um, adore the quality of the social media posts that go out at the moment because they obviously look beautiful however (laughs) a couple of years ago perhaps they didn't look quite as pristine because of course there is no budget at the club Mm -hmm. and so again you 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 have a go at doing it you want to start start creating features you want to create a bit more buzz about your social media when i look back at those now. Quite frankly, if you'd have blindfolded me, spun me around in the room three times <laughs> and pointed me somewhere in the near vicinity of my laptop, I could probably do better than I was doing there because yeah. I look at them and think, and perhaps i got to get out of jail free card there because it was a football club and perhaps first impressions aren't as important, but I have, well, I know I have done it similar with, with businesses that I've had in the past when, when I owned a law firm, mm. um sometimes there was a propensity to have a go at doing a leaflet yourself and when I think back yeah. at how they looked oh, in comparison leaflets. to the ones I eventually got done <laughs> mm. professionally at the time I just think they were a world apart and goodness knows how much damage that might have made to the the branding at the at that moment mm. yeah yeah no, that's a fair
2: comment
0: yeah leaflets go I mean how many of us got I've got a leaflet through the door that you you look at and think Really? Is that how you spell that? Or it is just Yeah, leaflets are a classic, aren't they? And I know leaflets are probably not as used as much now as they were, but you know, gosh, some of them. If you're going to do something like that, you really got to get it somebody to proofread it, haven't you? Because it's just. Yeah, you fall at the first hurdle, don't you, really? Mm.
2: You do with spellings and apostrophes, yes. Yes, a lot of people do.
1: I do have one which falls both in in the category of a failure and a success at the same time. This wasn't actually me. I can't take full credit for it. I do know how painful it was to try and patch up the unholy mess that it created. (laughs) Um, So uh, my my partner, Sam, um, found a very hilarious uh, image of a tax disc that said... I've paid my car tax now. Bleep off and go and fix some potholes. And it was, you know, it was in the in the good old days when you had a tax disc <laughs> attached to the underside <laughs> of your front windscreen. So um, Sam, in her eternal wisdom, and without my knowledge, and obviously as a as a campaign, you probably would normally uh, put some sort of a plan and structure together. <laughs> there was no such consideration, and Sam threw this onto our social media. Um, page bearing mind we're a law firm and said <laughs> and said if you if you um, if you like our page and share this image then we'll send you one of these now at the time we had 150 likes on our facebook page Within 24 hours, we had two and a half thousand likes on our Facebook page, (laughs) at which point I was having a mini meltdown because I'm thinking, oh my God, how much is it going to cost to have to pay for all these bloody tax discs? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I quickly had to insert a couple of extra terms and conditions for anyone after that about all the things (laughs) they had to do in order to facilitate the receiving of these things, which obviously it was great because we've got extra audiences quite a lot of them dropped off probably about 500 of them disappeared off the face yeah. of the earth Pretty much as soon as they got the tax disc it could have been, it cost me about 500 quid to get all these tax discs <laughs> printed up oh, oh i had to get them properly printed up myself so it wasn't cheap and because of course now forgive me guys because i can't decide whether i'm just a grumpy old sod and therefore feel that Quite often, there are people in this world who are unnecessarily pedantic or not. Um, But we did then have people who were quite critical of the post. Um, because the language that was used there was a suggestion that it constituted as being a fray in there for a criminal offense and so was professionally questionable (laughs) uh what else did we have um we had some people who found it disgraceful that as a law firm we didn't realize that road tax was abolished in 1972 and yet this tax disc was making reference to road tax I would probably say you're missing the joke there because <laughs> um, oh. we, we are aware but do we really care that's yeah. not really the point of it so there was positives from it but there was quite a lot yeah. of negatives that went and I guess that was just from doing it yourself without any planning
2: no. yeah but the, the the negatives would just feed the positives wouldn't they because mm. you'd get people you'd get people uh jumping to your defense I would think and you could get your you can get your tub of popcorn sit back and watch couldn't you
1: well, that post was seen by over 750,000 people. Oof, wow. It was actually, it was shared that many times. It we, it was actually getting shared with us because it gone around in a big circle. So it'd been shared by that many wow. people. It was actually being shared with yeah. us, our own post. It was it was bizarre. <laughs> I've never managed to replicate it since, well, no. but um, going by the stresses of quickly writing some terms and conditions to go with, with the post to stop. Like if it had continued at that rate, i would have been bankrupt just buying these bloody tax discs. And <laughs> um, so yes, that was a DIY success ah, and failure. Oh wow, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty impressive. So what about DIY successes, Leigh? Oh right, okay. I suppose Cause, my because we're not all negative, are we?
0: No, no, absolutely. My um my simple one, the most obvious one is my logo. Actually, my to sum it up logo. Uh, I was uh at. A tr- My husband and I had sat with a couple of bottles of wine on Friday night deciding the business name. It was like we were going around the circle, um, like a lot of people do. How do you decide the name? So the next step, of course, is logo. So I had all these things in my head. I don't want it to be because it's to sum it up. I thought I don't want this like little mountain top with snow on it and all these things. That all I kept thinking about was that. So I thought I'm going to throw it out there and get just somebody like you know blank canvas somebody's idea on on what to sum it up would look like. So I went to Fiverr, which of course a lot of people have heard about. And um, I, I did due, due, due diligence, looked for the type of style I like, that sort of a vintage style, black and white. Um, and uh, I was delighted. I was really delighted. So, so really what I thought was, oh, this is going to be a starting point and then I'm going to go on and, you know, get it perfected and whatever else. I um, I just couldn't fault it it was just what what I wanted and I would never have come up with that myself so so for me yeah that was a good one I did further down the line did try it. again something wasn't quite so good but you know that's that's a bit hit and miss isn't it but I was delighted with that anyway so that was my success definitely. I guess I guess
1: that's the problem with Fiverr I mean I've I've got Fiverr down as one of the solutions that people can use if they do have a yeah. limited budget but it, it can be a Russian roulette with what you get yeah I used it for getting some recording drops done and the person had had the first time around did a brilliant job and that was going to be my go-to person for them actually he he then went AWOL no matter what I did I couldn't get hold of the guy which meant that I had to find someone else the headache being that all my other stuff was now no longer consistent with this new voice, so I almost had to get it all redone. Yeah. Even though I was really happy with the results yeah. of the first one, and mm. I guess that's the lottery of not having that personal relationship, is not it? Have you got any successes, Chris? You can think of
2: yes, uh, and a similar. Uh, it's Fiverr again, um, a voiceover for um, for a, a video that I did about uh, LinkedIn profiling and. The the voiceover was fabulous. She sounded good, came over exactly the way I wanted it. And I thought I'm gonna have there's gonna be a couple of stabs at this, you know. But but they're so professional, these mm. people. I didn't think I'd pick up that sort of professionalism on Fiverr. So yeah, that's a DIY area that I'd, um, that's not actually DIY, but it, I, I had to put the video together and um, sync the voiceover and so on and so forth, which I did remarkably well, I've got to say. <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> Even if I say so myself. <laughs> yes, quite.
1: Well, that constitutes as a DIY for two, two things, really, mm. doesn't it? Indeed, yeah, um, it, yeah. Fiverr is a great resource. It is a great resource. Mm. Um, you do have to be careful with it, I think. Yeah. You
0: do. It is, because you know, ultimately we don't have all the answers ourselves, do we? And even if it gets you a little bit further down the road of, of coming to some answers and solutions yourself, I think it's it's a really good place to start. I I was somebody recommended it to me, and I would certainly recommend it to other people. Um, yeah, Absolutely. It
1: depends what you're using it for, cause, yeah. because it's a very international-orientated platform. Um, sometimes the people who have got some really good ratings because they can do a really good job by virtue of not being in this country don't necessarily understand the stylings or mm. the background and context to what it is you're after so a few years ago i tried to get them to design something for me but because it was a very british thing that i was doing they just couldn't get that design right it was a very americanized style and, mm. and i kept on trying to explain to them that it wouldn't look right over here it, it it would stand out as being Americanized and that's absolutely not what I wanted Mm. to do. And in the end, we ended up just cancelling the order because I just couldn't get them to to quite get it right. No, No, I get that. In terms of the
2: voiceovers on on Fiverr, you can nominate uh, UK... Accent can't you? Mm. Um, in fact, you can choose all sorts of accents, but uh, neutral UK is, uh, is is pretty good.
0: Mm. Uh, do you know what? I've never even looked at it for that. So there you go. I'll, I may even look at that myself. <laughs> I've um,
1: I do have a success.
0: Mm. Go on then.
1: When I had my law firm. I was inherently disgruntled with the fact that law was boring and there was nothing I could really do about that. (laughs) Um, So I I needed to find a way in which to amuse myself on a more regular basis and didn't really know what that that meant. We actually happened to move offices and I bought this enormous picture of Batman and Superman. They were quite amazing pictures. And wanted to put them up in the office because Sam wouldn't let me put them up in the house. Uh, (laughs) So I put them up in the office and thought, it looks really odd those two pictures just being on their own so I decided that I was going to decorate the whole of the office with a bit of a comic book superhero theme Ah. which I then thought was a bit odd if the rest of our branding didn't match the stylings of our office so I decided This was a law firm you were yeah. in, wasn't it? It was yes. a law firm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a law just, firm. Just a thought. So um yeah, so we turned we turned the website into a comic book superhero style. All the staff had their own superhero comic oh, book wow. caricatures. Yeah. It was it was quite literally mental. Um it gave me hours and hours of fun. And whilst not everybody liked it, some people took the opinion that you should be a pinstripe suit and sitting on the other side of the desk looking rather morose and boring. <laughs> But the vast majority of people remembered it.
2: Yeah, Um, well, yeah. I'm not
1: surprised. Even though we were a smaller firm, Mm. it stuck in people's memory. And actually, I know of two businesses in the near area who actually copied our style for their own business. So I'll take that one as a a credit.
0: No, I think think quite rightly, because it it is, isn't it? I'm sure, but, well, it will be another topic, is how do you how do you stand yourself apart from other people who do what you do yeah, you know uh, we all yeah. need something don't we so what makes you different so there obviously you found yours anyway yeah
1: <laughs> you, you can the, the website's not live anymore but if you go to uh, wayback machine if you type that into google oh. and then use the domain vantagelaw.co.uk it will and go back to 2 i think 2017 is probably uh. a better time to do it um, then you should be able to see the website exactly as it cool. was many mm. moons ago it's quite a good tool is that way back machine actually yeah um so if you want to look at somebody's website in previous was, yeah I? in previous yeah. reincarnation yeah, yeah it's a great little tool right. yeah. uh, it was introduced to me actually but I well isn't it.
0: everything introduced to us by somebody else yes it
1: is we should actually introduce it as a segment a little we uh, yeah. work like a little tip that could be this week's tip the way back machine yeah like it yeah and we'll come up with another one next time okay so we've we've looked at the successes we've looked at failures Mm. um i guess one of the points we're trying to make is that it does work it's Mm. not something you shouldn't do even though of course we'd always prefer people coming to us yeah are there some warning signs that might alert people to whether or not diy isn't the solution Time
2: is is one. I mentioned my five days trying to attempt to do do a website. Now I I speak to countless uh, business people who say oh, it takes me hours to do to create a leaflet. Takes me hours to uh, um, to do my posting on social media. And this is all this is all time that that they could be using to work uh, in the business rather than um, rather than doing these jobs that are important. But could be outsourced. They could be earning far, far more money, uh, theoretically, by generating leads and following those leads up, than uh, than scheduling posts or creating a leaflet or uh, a direct mail shot or whatever, um, because outsourcing is not as uh, is not as expensive as uh, as we're led to believe in in a lot of cases. If you take the person that's that spends a thousand pounds worth of his own time creating a a marketing campaign. Now he might he might pay two thousand pounds to get a specialist to do it. He might get more than twice as much uh, business as a result as well. I know these are all mites. But they are likelihoods rather than theoretical mites. That the specialist will will use the right language, will use the right colours. That's something that you're a specialist on. Use use the right colours, the the right language, the right uh, templates. They will know the approach. They will know an, a, a tried and tested approach that works. Whereas doing it yourself, you, you're guessing most of the time.
1: Well, let's. I mean, let's take that as an example. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Chris, you might have to use your maths brain. Let's say we're going to do a LinkedIn campaign over the period of a month, and I wanted to do it myself. Let's say, as an average rough rule of thumb, most people would probably charge a client £50 an hour for doing whatever it is, whether it's fixing a roof or coming in to clean someone's house. It's usually around about that, let's say. In terms of doing a LinkedIn campaign, you'd probably first need to come up with some sort of a plan of action, a strategy. Yes, what's the, what's the aim of the
2: campaign, first and foremost? And how long would that usually take? It can be minutes. It can be something that, that where the client says, well, let me go away, think about that one. I'll come back to you with a full, full uh, uh, proposal. Uh, this is what I want to achieve.
1: So let's say it's an hour. Hour fair yeah there's yeah, a rough rule yeah, of thumb yeah. that's 50 quid that they've already spent doing their own strategy plan bearing in mind they might not even know how to do that sort of mm-hmm. thing and um, presumably they've got to come up with the contents for those posts
2: a, a guide as to the content yeah I, I would translate that into into uh, something that'll stand a better chance of selling than, uh, than than they
1: will and let's say they do five posts a week so they've got to come up with the content. Uh, they've got to decide what the content's going to be, how it's going to be aimed at, and then do the posts themselves. So mm. how, uh, five posts a week, how many hours are you talking, probably? You're not talking very
2: long. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll do those five posts all at once, presumably. Um, but that could take you, uh, done properly, that could take you an hour or two.
1: Okay, so let's say it's two hours, because I I would probably say about two hours Mm, to find mm. certainly to come up with the content and then do them as well. So that's three hours, so we're already now at... uh, 150 quid. Thank Mm. you, Chris. If you're going to target it and boost it, you need to know who you're aiming it at, and then obviously the process of how to do it now for you, because you know the ins and outs of LinkedIn. It's probably not that difficult, but I probably aren't as familiar with the whole LinkedIn advertising process. It's relatively new, isn't it? So.
2: Somebody doing that the first time would would need to pour over it and make sure they get mm. it right, because um, that could be a very very expensive mistake if they if they end up getting the targeting wrong. Targeting's everything, as uh, you know, as the three of us are, are well aware. Mm. Knowing your customer, targeting them uh, precisely, and uh, and especially on the likes of LinkedIn and Facebook uh, campaigns, yes, uh, it's so so important. So they would take they would take another couple of hours i think to to research and and to make sure that was right
1: okay so we've got 5 hours so mm. far is there anything i've missed that they would also have to do that we've we've overlooked
2: all the procrastination and thinking about it <laughs> yeah. and yes it it's not just a simple process it's um, we're, we're talking about straightforward hours there but nobody does it nobody sits down and says right i'm going to write all these posts now they'll they'll write one go away come back do something else and have to get into the mindset again so realistically it's going to take it's going to take longer than uh than the sort of time that we've talked about
1: because you need imagery and graphics as well usually to go yeah, yes um, right. yep. which mm. probably is for me i always find that's probably the longest amount mm. of time when mm. i'm trying to do a post is getting well, there's that.
0: a lot of skills in that isn't there i mean you you, you know you can't just most people can't just create that can they i think go, going back to the procrastination bit that that for me is when i sit with people that's one of the biggest areas is people procrastinate over the, and not because they're thinking oh just you know sit here and stare into space it's it's because they're constantly their mind's blocked in all sorts of ways isn't mm-hmm. it because they mm-hmm. haven't got the answers so uh, and one for another time um i've had some Top tips on how to stop procrastinating, how to get through it. But anyway, story for another day. That'll be a topic. Uh, but the it is. About, and, yeah. we'll, we'll get
1: round to it at some point. We we'll perhaps just have to yeah. think. About uh, it. Not, yeah. not today. Yeah, though. not today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's just that it's really stressful when you're trying to do something that you don't know how to do it. Because let's face it, you know. We start a business, some of us, and you haven't got all the answers, have you? So, you know, you can't possibly know the answer to everything. And all, somewhere in that, you start to think, oh, God, I should be able to do this. But why should you? Because, you know, you, it's not your skill set. You didn't start your business to be a marketeer or a salesperson, potentially. So, you know, we, it, it is definitely a false economy. I, I would mm.
1: think you'd struggle to get a full month's worth of a, a LinkedIn campaign doing five posts a day in just five hours work, particularly if it's not your normal bread and butter work. And yet at £50 an hour, that's already 500 quid that yeah. it's cost you in time yeah. um, and that's mm. excluding all the other factors of people asking you questions whilst you're trying to do it as you say getting pulled away to do something else instead yeah. Yeah. and then I, I suspect the reality is if they got a quote from you for that it would probably pale in comparison to the 10-15 hours they might ultimately spend trying to do that, that job in fact yeah. the time they would spend doing that and earning money would probably more than pay for the cost of getting the professional which I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. It, it should do
2: Mark and, and I would like to think that um, that my results would be better than their DIY results and I think that's the key to it they that they're going to get uh, they might pay the equivalent or a little bit more maybe they will get better results because um, I, I'm doing it for other people I know what works and what doesn't.
1: Now, look, bit, sorry uh, no
0: i was just going to say on that i've got a sort of question for chris on that really so i i assume chris that you know some people it's it's more of a you help them create the strategy in the campaign and and it might be a bit of a some people have got a bit of knowledge and you've done it and they might go off and do their own thing but then you'll have other people who say no chris would you just do it for me well time? it's
2: it's funny i um, as, as as you're well aware i put the LinkedIn workshops on Mm. and everyone goes away buzzing about the the content and and thinking, right, well, I'm really going to get down to LinkedIn now. I know it's going to work for me. Let's get stuck in. And I'll look back at the the profiles of the people who've been there a fortnight fortnight earlier and maybe 20% of them actually put it into action. And when I speak to people who haven't um, so well, why aren't you doing your, your DIY uh, LinkedIn? And they said, I just don't have the time. Yeah.
0: So, so therefore goes back to procrastination. So <laughs> well, I
1: in no, a I, way. Think, I think it's a we'll about about time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You see what I did. Very there. good Mark. Thank you. Yeah. I'm here all week. But, oh
2: golly. Yeah, but with, with some of them, it genuinely is time. They get into the office, they're fully intending because what mm-hmm. I recommend is that they set it set aside the same 20 minutes, half an hour every day, preferably first thing in the morning, do your LinkedIn, it's done mm. and move on with the rest of your day. But if they can't do that, they think, oh well, I'll do it at lunchtime or I'll do it at, yeah. oh, I'll tell you what I'll start tomorrow. Yeah um, Yes, it could arguably procrastination. I think it's a matter of priorities that are, that occur within mm. within the business and that's exactly the sort of thing that they need to be
1: outsourcing. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something before, Elaine, which I'm going to pick up on. Oh, did I? Yeah. People will do things themselves. Mm. I guess one of the biggest issues that they have is finding the right way Mm. of checking that it is the right quality. Mm. So if somebody does a leaflet for themselves, what would you go about doing to try and make sure that it is up to scratch? Because obviously, if I asked my mum about something that I did, I would sincerely hope although probably she wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> that's the Yorkshire in her. She'd say oh that's amazing that's the best thing I've ever seen in the world but actually it might be utter rubbish. But because it's a, a friend or a family you might not get the true feedback. Yeah. Um, how would you perhaps avoid that booby trap?
0: Yeah, great question. Um you're so right because you know I say that all the time to people is when you you're doing a bit of market research you absolutely do not ask your friends and family um, for their feedback um, because either you're going to fall out with them if you don't like their answer or, you know, if they're thinking, I don't want to fall out with you, I'm going to give you the best best feedback. It's not constructive feedback. So so you have to go to, really, the people who would be your ideal clients. So I, I've always manage to keep a network of people that um, I've worked with that I respect their views uh, and who potentially could benefit from my services so that's who you're looking at really so and you know equally you would do the same for them so you need people who are going to be honest with you um, it's it. I always have this theory of you've got to ask people who have got um who have got the ability in as much as they're confident to be able to give you constructive criticism, but equally they've got some knowledge what it's supposed to be doing Cause, you know there's no point in asking someone about something that they you know, they'd never use it and it it's their their answer's actually irrelevant really. Um so find the right people and uh you know, get everything sort of get get some good positive feedback as to what's working, but actually because they're potentially your buyer, aren't they? So get the feedback then of if it could you know do look different or what would that look like in your eyes. Uh, so give them like t- you know ten questions. Be don't just do this vague. oh, what do you think? It's, you know, does it do this, does it do that? And so you're quite deliberate with your questions. So you're gonna get some really good feedback. One
1: of the main things is you can't be precious about the feedback that you get. I mean, if you put it into our context as experts, um, certainly from a design perspective, if ever we pass something to someone to view firsthand and they they don't like it or they want to change or they have something in their head, they don't mince the words because they're paying for our service. So they'll Mm. come back and say, right, um I need that different color that doesn't quite look quite right. obviously, this is very much in the minority of cases because <laughs> we usually get it right first time, just saying um, but they will they will come back and they will give their honest feedback on what they want because they're paying for that service. what if you do it yourself, you have to be prepared to put yourself in the position that we are in as professionals, yeah. which is when you offer it to somebody you know and say what do you think and they turn around and they go that is bloody awful and you can't be precious about it you have to actually take it for the benefit that it is that somebody has said that's not going to work it doesn't look right you need to go and change it and take that hint
0: yeah you do and there's no point in asking the question if you don't want to hear the answer but I think if you to have it constructive as well is is ask those particular questions because otherwise it's like this you know overall I don't like it well you're then going to have to unpick it anyway, because if you then stop going down a list of, oh, we actually quite like that bit, but this bit, what is it that they don't like about it, it is is the most helpful way of doing it, isn't it, really? But yeah, you've got to be prepared for the, the backlash of some,
1: some people. Stick on that bulletproof vest.
2: <laughs> uh, I've been on the other side of that um, that particular coin in as much as I've been asked to go in and... Um, and, and do a critical appraisal of a, a, a small company's uh, marketing efforts, and leaflets and brochures are put in front of you that are dreadful. But you know that the managing director has put them together and is very proud of them. <laughs> oh, no. well, that's uh, I, I I try to be subtle, but um, how can you be really? Because if if you're going to say if you're going to make progress, you've got to say, well, you know that. That needs to be changed. That that isn't good enough. I think that needs to be that needs to be updated is is probably a, a favourite phrase of mine. But similarly with social media social <laughs> media posts. We'll
0: we'll watch out for that one though. Are,
1: are you listening Brexiteers? <laughs> we have ourselves a diplomat available for <laughs> so, service. And
0: mine so, would be is it working for you as it is? Well,
2: yeah, yes, that's a better, that's a much better one.
1: Unfortunately, I'm a spade as a spade, so I say that looks pretty bad. Um, if you're going down that line, I think you need to change it. But yes, I, I yes. normally give them what are you trying to achieve? Here? Yeah, I normally yeah, give them yeah. suggestions yeah. of how how and why it is I've said mm. that, and don't just go in with a club and start hitting them over the head with it. Yeah, yeah.
2: And the, the other thing is the the. Their social media posts—we've uh, all seen them. Who sell, 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 sell. There's never any variety, and it's uh, it's it's difficult getting over the fact that people are turned off totally by that. They like to see a bit of variety. Can't you give something of yourself or give something of your yeah, knowledge uh, and mix the posts up a little bit? Comment on the news. Not Brexit, but no. comment on <laughs> comment on news of interest or industry news, local news, but just mix up the mix up the posts, and that takes that, that takes a while to get through to to people who who believe that their social media platforms are there for
1: them to sell, sell, sell. Mm. Okay, so did, did you remember what you you were going to talk well, it was about? Well, the before? question,
0: wasn't it, that you asked about when is it time to move on? Really, um, oh. and it's time to move on to me to answer that. <laughs> I wanted to say because I think it's important is when you get to a place in your business that you think oh you know I'm ready for this get it's expanding a little bit but if you were really this goes back to the critical eye doesn't it when you're looking at all your materials and your your website and your logo and all of that stuff when you start to look at it and think oh I'm gonna have to change my website because that doesn't fit with this now and the wordings this that's a really good time to get an expert in because it's it's your whole brand and your your language your tone your colors everything um can start to get a little bit watered down shall we say that's when the
1: gaffer tape stops working yes it? that's <laughs> the one
0: so that for me is is definitely a time and i think you know i know i got to that place and um and you you, you it sort of things don't sort of fit like they did and it's a great time then just to, to get the expert in and and get it refreshed for you yeah.
1: I guess a good analogy is a car, isn't it? Um you might have bought a, a car and it's a bit old and things are starting to break on it and you keep on buying the odd repair item to get it fixed again but over time you end up buying more things to replace yeah. the more issues that it has and it becomes more expensive and eventually you're ending up spending more money trying to fix this old car than the car's actually worth whereas it might cost you a little bit more to buy a brand new car but you won't have any of that time wasted trying to use fix your new car because it be perfectly fine you have to spend any money getting it fixed and so you've got a whole host of extra time now to make up the money to cover the costs of your brand new car. Yeah,
2: so true. And the, the scenario you're talking about, Elaine, is hopefully when the uh, the company is that little bit more mature. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, the bank account's a bit more healthy, and the outsourcing can be afforded a bit more yeah, too. Yeah. So DIY DIY should really take take a back seat then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: DIY solutions, obviously, number one is sometimes use the professionals, of course. Yes. But if, for example, in Steve from Nottingham scenario, and he doesn't have the budget, and he is going to have a go at doing it himself, have we got any tips on how he can perhaps go about doing it? I need to know what he does, Mark. <laughs> let's ignore. <laughs> let's ignore Steve. Let's let's take a generic yeah. approach.
0: This is quite a big question, is really, isn't it? Because it depends on where you are in your business, really. I know, um, you know, when we've talked about smaller businesses at, at the outset before. You can certainly do a few trades for things. So, you know, we've all got different skill sets. I've certainly done it with people where they've helped me do something um, and I've given them time for something else. So, you know, I think it's probably not used as much as it could be. So, A lot of people are very willing to do that. So I think that's one solution. I'm I not, not a sure it's fit one. for Steve, but mm. no, it is. It's it's mm.
1: the good old bartering system. Yes, if it you is, can yeah. do this for me, and I I can do that for mm. you, I think that's a brilliant one. Yeah, no, it is. Do you got one, Chris? Question?
2: There is a host of information on on YouTube, if you have the time to learn, uh, and that's the key. It's all down to time. Uh, you can do anything you want yourself as long as you're prepared to learn lots of new tricks step-by-step guides of uh, all manner of uh, marketing activities that is there on youtube and good luck to you <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is i mean you can do online courses as well they're yeah. usually quite readily available and not too expensive but no it does again boil down to the time thing but there are quite a lot mm. of opportunities out there aren't there to yeah. to yeah. learn what you need to know
0: yeah there are there are tons i have listened to lots of webinars and done certain things online that you think i've learned stuff so yes it is i think the risk is again it goes back to what chris said earlier is how much time you spend doing that hours of your life that you'll never get back and you, you, you mightn't be any the wiser at the end of it either so well i
2: think that there's a, there's another aspect for from my point of view anyway you you end up having information overload yeah
0: it's true you do
2: and you think well this is just so overawing. Mm. where do i start yeah if you bring a professional in then they know where to start mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 they'll take that responsibility off your off your head but i've suffered information overload over the last few years going online and mm. l- learning new things mm. which i've been delighted to do but there's a
1: limit <laughs> It 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 does it does it does also have an additional benefit. Perhaps it's a, a perspective, really, where when you learn these things, you you're a bit better equipped to make sure that charlatans don't come your way, really. That's so a great if, point. If if yeah. you know if you learn a skill set, it doesn't necessarily mean you then have to use no, it. Very, what it does actually yes. mean is that you have a better understanding, so that when you do go to a professional, and they go, oh, it's going to be X and it's going to take this much time. You go around and call. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. because you know full well it's not that because you have enough understanding to know that it's probably more likely to be something else instead and it mm. probably will enable you to find the right professional for what you're after Yeah,
0: yeah. no and that's a good good point that it's a um, story for another time isn't it what your um, the stuff I went to you Mark for advice on but definitely bring that one up in the future is, is just your, your knowledge can take you to a certain place
1: do I need my lawyer present uh- <laughs> I've got him.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've got no chance against you, have I? <laughs> <laughs> the legal mind.
1: We've obviously mentioned yeah. Fiverr, so we won't touch on that again. Mm. Um, but Fiverr is a great resource, isn't it, for a whole raft of things. You can even pay £5 for someone to line a, uh a bath of beans. So even if you can't afford a professional, get yourself on Fiverr, get your ass in the bath for <laughs> some beans, and you can maybe generate enough money to actually pay for a professional to do it. I hope um, that's
2: going to be edited.
1: <laughs> um, you've also got... You've also got... No, it's not, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that one in. Um, I also have jotted down on here because the three of us actually met through a networking group and I put networking groups and contacts down as probably one of my main ones. Um, I know a couple of people who I've done some work with at no charge to them but because of our relationship and the work that we potentially can do together in the future because I know them and I have that element of trust and so by virtue of them knowing me and me knowing them we've actually been able to do things for one another with, without that additional cost you've got that little bit more so say if someone gave me 100 quid to do something to get way more than that 100 pound yeah. worth of work yeah, by yeah. virtue of that relationship and that's a, a great way of of, of of trying to DIY it
0: yeah no so it's, it's so true isn't it surround yourself with with good people and so, you know we've all started off where you meet lots and lots of people and then you sort of hone your circle really of people that you know um that you know you you gel well together you can help them they can help you Uh, and it's a fantastic thing because it can be quite lonely can't it? if you've got your own business so it's great to have that uh, support network as well definitely
2: yeah i mean you're you're talking about networking and it goes a lot further than that doesn't it mark it goes to it goes to putting together little power groups of people with uh, similar sorts of clients who can um, refer one another referral marketing
1: bounce ideas off one another so if they're in the yeah. similar circles they might have put a strategy together yeah. that you can replicate
2: yeah yeah it's um it it's it's very very beneficial and I'd recommend that to any any relatively small or large business um the, the networking uh, groups that
1: are out there. Okay, I haven't got anything else on my notes. have I missed anything else?
2: I, I, could I I think really the the people the sort of companies that we've probably all had in mind today, uh, they're going to end up doing a hybrid between the DIY and the outsourcing. Um, the ones that I've got to know quite well. they do quite a bit of the work in-house themselves but they outsource as well. So they're, they're, they're actually realizing where their limitations are, but becoming quite proficient at certain aspects of, uh, of their company's marketing. And I think that's the, that's the happy medium for, for a, a, an SME, really.
1: Um, Elaine sales um, because that falls into DIY as well we've established it is a part of the marketing process or marketing as part of the sales process uh, whichever way uh, whichever side of the boxing ring you may be standing (laughs) Um, but um, obviously Chris thinks there's a hybrid of it would you i suppose would you agree with that from the sales from a
0: sales point well, that's a good very good question is um i think the, the big thing with sales i could go on about it all day but to give you the edited version of that to sum it up as the phrase goes is um we get all this big mix up between i don't want to be too salesy i don't want to be pushy i don't want to be all those things and that I, when i hear that that's great news because actually it's that's not what it's about so most people want to help um people that's what they want to do most business owners their role if you like is to help people so so for me how do you do it if you're diy um looking from a diy point of view if you think about well i'm good at this so i'm good at my product i know that's my expertise so what where are your gaps then so there's going to be bits of this that you're not great at so if you're if you know you're going to have to learn how to do social media or whatever it is you've got to look at what you're missing um, so there is an element of honing in the skills you've got and making those work for you and this is all about you know stuff I do about processes and all of that what is it that you need to add on um, but also what sort of skills do you need that you haven't got and if 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 that is going to stop your business growing then you have to do something about it and whether that is DIY you learn or you pay somebody it can be a, a, absolutely a combination of both.
1: yeah I would probably agree with both of you there from a certainly from a branding point of view i think um chris said it before you want to get one chance to make a first impression or you don't get two chances to archive. how did it go stick chris with the first yeah one. I'll, I'll stick with that one um and 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 by virtue of that if it looks bad then you will turn people off straight away if it doesn't look right um, and it's not up to scratch, then you can cause a whole world of problems. And there are some very basic but fundamental points that you need to understand when you're putting those things together. And all I would say is if people are going to do it themselves, try and make sure that those those fundamentals, which we'll touch on in another episode, so mm-hmm. you'll have to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell them now. Um, but it, you have to know those sorts of things because mm. if you don't, you will get it wrong and it will cause more damage than good,
0: yeah. Because it, it, the whole thing, isn't it? It is, it is about our buyer's perception of us and whatever we're putting out there. People will will have a a, a view pretty quickly. And what do we want that view to be, really? And you can't answer that yourself because you're looking at it with the seller's hat on. So you've got to look at the, go to the buyers and get their views.
2: What...
1: Cool. Well, hopefully we've helped Steve from Nottingham. <laughs> Good old Steve. Good old Steve. Steve. If you've enjoyed the show, uh, you can check us out on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe so you'll get all the new shows as they drop. You can get them on all the other major podcast platforms. Give us a five-star review. Uh, That'd be very nice. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at go underscore fish marketing. We'd love your comments, your constructive criticisms. If you have a question like Steve, it's uh, gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. If you've got any questions about diy marketing you've got any problems you've got you want to pick our brains on the pros and the cons of it then get in touch i think you've heard enough there where hopefully we think we know what we're talking about have we got anything else to do we have we covered it all nothing more from me mark
0: no i think that's it from me yeah good good chat gentlemen indeed
1: well well done guys right well we'll well. see catch you later bye now bye Bye. you're listening to the pod station
0: Show at the post station on Facebook.